Sunday Stories is a podcast presentation of Christ Episcopal Church North Hills in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Hello, welcome to Sunday Stories. My name is Deacon Lorena, and I love to share good stories with you. Have you ever been thirsty? like on a hot summer day after playing outside. How good a cup of cold water feels as you hold it in your hand, and when you drink it, how good the cold water feels in your hot, dry mouth and throat. Soon you feel less hot and tired. The cold water helps you to feel much better and to have the energy to go out and play again. This experience of drinking cold water on a hot day renews our bodies, and lifts our spirits. We feel better inside and outside. We are livelier. We are happier. There is an expression, a saying. It goes like this. When you have water, you have life. I wonder what that means. The first meaning of this expression is when we are thirsty, we drink water to quench our thirst. All animals and plants need water to live. When they have water, they have life. Jesus understands how important water is to life. He grows up in a place where people need to go to springs and wells to get water. His family goes to a well each day to collect water for drinking, cooking, cleaning, and bathing. He knows when you have water, you have life. Sometimes when there is no rain, it is hard to get water. This time is called a drought. Water is scarce and people may fight over getting the water for their families. In today's Sunday story, a little boy lives during a drought. Every day he is sent to the spring to get water. The spring usually flows with plenty of water for everybody. But now, because of the drought, the water only trickles slowly out of a tiny crack in the rocks and it takes a long time to fill just one container. One day the little boy goes to the spring and something happens to him there and he gets an idea that changes the life of everyone in the village. Let's listen to today's Sunday story. Hope Springs by Eric Walters I can get there first Boniface calls out, and a race was on. The children scrambled down the mountain path with their water containers. Boniface put on a burst of speed, leaving the others behind in his dust. Then he heard little Mueni crying. Suddenly the race didn't seem important. As the biggest, he had to care for the littlest. Boniface stopped and waited. Mueni wasn't hurt, just afraid of being left behind and alone. She'd spent so much time alone and afraid. Boniface knew what those feelings were like. No more tears, he said as he took her hand. Little sister, you can walk with me. Mueni was not really his little sister, but all the children in the orphanage were like a family. And, as in all families, the children had chores to do. They worked hard, but nobody complained. 
At the orphanage, the children knew there would be food to eat, a bed to sleep in, and house parents to watch over them. For most of the children, this was the first time in their lives these things were certain. Boniface and Mueni arrived at the spring and placed their containers at the end of a long line. This little spring was the only water for some distance. It was so small and there were so many people that it hardly seemed possible there would be enough water for everyone. But the water kept coming, drop by drop. Slowly, it seeped from the rocks into a small, muddy puddle. Little trickles filling big containers. There was always a long wait. The women used this time to talk. The children played. Mueni joined in a game, and Boniface's thoughts turned to his studies. His daydream was interrupted by a shout, Hey, what are you doing? His twin brother Charles yelled as he raced toward the spring. Two women had tossed the children's containers off to the side. Boniface ran to join his brother. Those are ours, Charles said. We have been waiting. You are keeping us waiting, one of the women snapped. You are not from here, a second woman growled. But we are, Boniface said. He pointed to the top of the hill. In the distance, the little orphanage was visible through the trees. You may live here, but you are not from here, the first woman said. This is our water for our families. Boniface could not argue with an elder. He took his water container and placed it at the end of the line. No, hissed the woman. There is no water for you at all. You must leave. Boniface was frightened by the threats, the hard expressions, and the angry staring eyes all around him. We must go, he said to the children. His lower lip trembled, but he knew he should not cry. As the oldest, he was the leader. They gathered their empty containers and left. The walk up the hill was going to be so much harder, weighed down with worry instead of water. That night, Boniface could not sleep. They had brought no water, and he felt responsible. He tiptoed out of the bedroom he shared with the other boys and went to the kitchen where their house parents, Ruth and Henry, were sitting. Not able to sleep? asked Ruth. Boniface shook his head. I'm sorry about the water. There is nothing you could have done, Henry said. He had a gentle way with the children. He always had a smile to give or a hand to lend when theirs were too small to finish a chore. Is the well going to be ready soon? Boniface asked. A well was being dug at the orphanage. It was already so deep they could barely see the man digging at the bottom. We hope that they will find water soon, but there are no guarantees, Henry said. What will we do until then? Boniface wanted to know. Starting tomorrow, Ruth said, some women will get together and gather water at night when there is no lineup at the spring. I can go with them, Boniface was eager to help. You will be asleep, Ruth replied. You need to get your rest so you will do well at school. Boniface 
hesitated. Then he said softly, Why were those people so mean to us? What they did was not right, but it was not done out of meanness, Ruth explained. It was done out of fear. Fear of what? Boniface didn't understand. Because of the drought. They're afraid there will not be enough water for their families, Ruth said. They are so desperate for water that it is hard to be kind, Henry said. And now, young man, it's time for sleep. Boniface went back to bed. Soon he was dreaming of a place where there was enough water for everyone. And the next afternoon, when the children got home from school, Boniface changed out of his school clothes and hurried to where the well was being dug. He'd done this every day since they had started, but today it seemed more urgent. One man sat waiting to haul up a bucket of soil being dug by his partner far below. Hello, little friend, the man said. Are you here to ask your question again? Boniface nodded. Feel this, the man said, gesturing to the dirt in the bucket. It's wet. Boniface was surprised. Yes, it is. The water is close now. Can you smell it? Boniface inhaled deeply. He could smell the water. You know, the man said, when you have water, you have life. Boniface was happy to help. Sometimes he moved the pile of dirt and chipped rock away from the edge of the hole. Today he would help haul up the bucket. Suddenly there was a commotion. Water! Water! The man yelled, his voice echoing up from the depths of the hole. Quickly he scampered to the top. Boniface could hear the water rushing into the well, filling it from the bottom. They had water! Over the weeks that followed, pipes were laid and the pump was connected. At each step, Boniface watched and helped. It was like a miracle. Now there was always enough to drink, and even after the crops were watered, the clothes washed, and the children bathed, the well seemed to have no bottom, the water no end. Boniface stood by their wondrous well and looked down into the valley. Far below, through the trees, he could see the long line of containers waiting to be filled at the spring. The well had changed everything for the orphans, but the people in the valley were still desperate. It didn't seem right. Boniface went to find Henry. He was working in the field. Could we talk? Boniface asked. We can talk while we work. Come and help. Henry handed Boniface a hoe so he could weed while Henry picked tomatoes from the vines. Why the long face? Henry asked. I was thinking about the water. Then you should be happy now that we have all the water we need. Yes, but the people in the valley have so little. Boniface was thoughtful. Do you think they could draw water from our well? That is a generous offer. But while it is a giving well, it is not an endless well. Then could we dig a well at the spring? Boniface asked. That is not so easy a job, said Henry. I watched and helped as our well was being dug, Boniface said, and we have shovels and some pipe and some cement left over. 
You want to help the people who turned you away. Yes, Boniface replied. We are not desperate, so perhaps we can be kind. I know that when you give people water, you give life. Henry looked into Boniface's eyes. I have always seen the, that kindness inside of you. We cannot do the work for them, but we can help them. Tomorrow we will speak to the people, and you will make your offer. Me? said Boniface. I would not know what to say. You will know. Your words will flow from your kindness like the water will flow from the well, Henry said. When the time came, Boniface did find the right words. With all the people working together, the little spring became a well, and there was enough water and enough kindness for all. Wow, what an amazing story. Boniface is kind and wants to help the people in the valley because he knows what it is like to be afraid. He understands they are afraid because there is not enough water, and he dreams of a place where there is enough water for everyone. Boniface understands that when there is water, there is life. Then, as Henry says, words flow from the kindness inside of him like the water flows from the well. And Boniface offers to help the very people who would not help him. And this is the second meaning of when there is water, there is life. What Boniface does is what Jesus proclaims is possible in today's gospel from St. John. Jesus understands that when you have water, you have life. But Jesus also wants us to have eternal life, which means he wants us to have a new life, a life without fear, a life filled with kindness, a life in which we do things like Boniface does in today's Sunday story. Jesus promises to give us this new life because new life flows from him like water flows from a spring. All we need to do is ask him, and he will send the Holy Spirit to us. Then the springs of hope in us will become rivers of loving kindness in the world. Loving God, thank you for all of the kind people in our lives. People like the little boy, Boniface, whose kindness flows like water, living water from a well, so that fearful lives change into lives of happiness and joy. Fill us with your Holy Spirit so that your love flows from us into the world like rivers of living water. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Sunday Stories is a podcast presentation of Christ Episcopal Church North Hills in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. 